Welcome to Cole Sports. You have entered the zone called sports on another level. And now, here's your host, Cole Johnson. Cole Sports! I am that man, your man, the illustrious tour guy, Cole Johnson. And on this episode, we're going to deal with the Bay Area struggling. An NBA owner thinking about being a president of these United States. We're of course going to award the total of the week and we're going to, upon further review, dig deep into the rape culture. No, no, no. Not what the players are doing, but what the players are accused of doing. I'll explain further later. But for now, headlines, please. Dateline Oakland. The Warriors scrapped, scraped, and clawed their way to the number one seed back in January. But the hold on to the number one seed has been a little tenuous for them as of late. And then the Celtics come into town and beat them to a pulp by the tune of a 128-95 score. Now, when you see and hear what the Warriors players have to say, basically they're giving you a, well, there is nothing to see here type of vibe. Well, if you don't believe me, listen to DeMarcus Cousins. Quote, it was silly. It was nothing. Absolutely nothing. Close quote. Stephon Curry. Quote, I'd love to have some magic potion and say we can come out and play with a better energy and better discipline and kind of rectify it. But we've got to, at some point, stop talking about it, and figure it out. Close quote. It seems and looks like this is a team that is going through the malaise of we just want mid-April to get here. And they just keep stubbing their toe because, well, let's be quite honest, they're not really into the regular season now, considering that they have now gone into their fifth season as the team to beat. It's sort of as like a, okay, well, we've been through this already type of thing. And they don't have anything to prove at this juncture. They just want the 82 games that is the grind to stop. They definitely want the playoffs to get here. The problem with them is, will they hit the button once it does get here? Dateline, Philadelphia, and Jacksonville. Eagles QB Nick Foles, after it was announced he was not going to be franchise tagged and he was going to be a free agent, the news leaked that he was going to sign with the Jacksonville Jaguars. But hold on, Nelly, whoa, not so fast. Later this week, it was known that eh, you have to pump the brakes on that. It's not a done deal. Now, I have said in many circles that Foles' next destination would be the Jaguars, more than likely. There or the Washington NFL franchise. I just can't see why the Jaguars wouldn't get him. And I really can't see why the Jaguar, why actually Foles wouldn't sign with them. It's really, to me, a marriage made in heaven, football heaven, so to speak. Because, well, the need for quarterback is there. And the talent on the defensive side of the ball is there. And you have Leonard Fournette, a battering ram of running backs. So... All you needed to do is have a quarterback who can keep your offense on time. Well, that pretty much fits Nick Foles to a T. But we can hear some wrong things be announced. You know, like Antonio Brown going to the Bills. 
Oh, I'll talk about that on another show. Dateline NFL. Well, since we're talking about people being traded and possible free agent signings, the NFL also has been busy trying to find the man on each team that will not be on the free agent market or the teams would actually claim them before they get into the free agent market. Take, for instance, the Texans, Jadevian Clowney. Now, he was considered one of the high, high-priced, high high-talented free agents that was going to be coming out this year, but the Texans said, oh, no, and they slapped the franchise tag on him. Others, such as Demarcus Lawrence of the Cowboys, who received that tag, is fighting tooth and nail. <laughs> uh, for Cowboys fan, you all have to be considerably worried about your defensive front. One defensive end is indefinitely suspended. Another one of your defensive linemen is suspended indefinitely and decided to quit and framed himself smoking a joint while doing so on Instagram. And now you have angered a man who wants to have his money, but ain't going to get it. Now, for those who don't understand what the franchise tag means, it's, it's quite simple. So you take a player whose contract is up. The team looks at him and looks at the contract and then looks at the salary cap to see if they can afford a long-term deal and to see if they actually want them to play on their team at least another year. So if they deem that they don't have the room to sign the player to a long-term contract, then they take the franchise tag route. And what that means is the team would own your rights for the next year and hopefully you would come to some sort of agreement or some sort of conclusion. Either you extend the contract for a good while or you say mm, it was nice knowing you find who you can play with but we just don't have the room with the money for you either those things happen but during that year that player gets paid the average of the top five salaries at his position so as we saw last year with and the year before with Le'Veon Bell he wanted to have the big bucks and even though in the franchise tag, he was probably going to get roughly $14 million. He was seeking roughly about 17 as it was reported, maybe even more than that. But he thought he was worth more. The team didn't. And you saw what happened with that. That's what the franchise tag is. It, it limits the player and his pursuit of getting the contract that he deserves or he thinks he deserves because the team is handicapping, handicapping his ability to seek whatever good deal he can get and find. So for those who don't understand what the franchise tag means, that's what it means when you hear a player has gotten franchise tagged. Not so favorable for the player. Much more advantageous for the team and the owner of the of the organization. Dateline Los Angeles. All right, we're in March. LeBron James says he is playoff activated. The Lakers are about to take off and get to the playoffs. The problem is they activated something all right, but the activation they have placed upon themselves is getting their hands warped. Ever since the playoff activation announcement by LeBron James, the Lakers have swam backwards. And after their 113-105 loss earlier this week to their city arch-rival Clippers, ha ha ha, the Lakers still are mathematically alive for a playoff spot. But it's a little more difficult when you look up and after every game, they lose a game in pursuit of the 8C. 
it's looking a lot like 2017 and 2018 for the Lakers. And Lakers fan, hope is on the way. But be glad that you you have excitement again at the Staples Center. Cheer to the fact you have a team that is at least trying to be in the playoffs. Because the previous two years, your team wasn't. They weren't talented enough. They didn't have the pedigree. Now they have the pedigree. They just aren't talented enough. Truth hurts. Bad in this case. It looks like my man Brian Snow is right. The Lakers ain't sniffing the playoffs this year. Dateline NHL. The trade deadline came and the trade deadline went. And I talked about one of the big winners of the trade deadline last week, the Columbus Blue Jackets. This week, when the deadline came and went on the trade deadline day, the winner happens to be the new franchise, the Vegas Golden Knights. So they get former Senators defenseman Mark Stone and then immediately signed the 26-year-old to an eight-year, $72 million contract. Now, Stone has scored 20 or more goals the last five years, so you have consistency on offense. And then his all-around defensive skills fit perfectly with the puck pressure and forechecking style of play that the Golden Knights employ. So in essence, they're looking to have a guy who is an all-around player, one who... And he can get you that key goal every now and then. But it's about stopping the puck from getting to the net. Helping out the goal minder, basically. So, yeah, there are other winners and other losers. But the big winners, to me, have been the Blue Jackets and the Golden Knights. It looks like they're trying to beef up their, beef up their teams as they push forth to the Stanley Cup playoffs. Now, will it help their team? Well, I guess we'll find that out a month from now as the regular season winds down and the Stanley Cup playoffs begin roughly a week later after that. Later, we will talk about a picture being adult. We're going to put a culture upon further review, but immediately following the break, Mark Cuban for president. Oh, I'm about to go Last week, it was leaked that the Bills were going to get Antonio Brown. And I actually was happy because um, I was thinking, hmm, this is a this is a real good sign of you said you wanted to be off the team. You didn't say where you just said you wanted to be off the Steelers. Uh, Of course, Brown wanted to be at a place where he felt as though he would be at a contender, if not in a place where the weather is not so bad. No offense, Western New Yorkers, but, you know, you live there. Oh, you want to hear what I think about the Antonio Brown to the Raiders trade? Well, come on to Patreon.com forward slash Cold Sports with a Z and you'll find that out. Thank you so much, VIP. The Cold Sports Patreon page is live.
here we go. So the Dallas Mavericks owner, Mark Cuban, is a lot of things. Businessman, owner, TV personality. And yeah, when I say TV personality, he's one of the five sharks in Shark Tank. Of course, he got his start in the dot-com bubble, getting his fame then, or at least getting his money then, then accruing his fame by becoming the owner of the Dallas Mavericks, the NBA franchise in Dallas, the Metroplex area. And upon seeing someone who is in office now, Mr. Mark Cuban has designs on the office himself. Should he have those designs? Well, I'm about to go Mark Cuban earlier this week leaked out the fact that he is entertaining the idea of running for the president of the United States. Now, he sort of checks off a lot of the recent boxes that I think we have come to know, uh, well, as people say with Donald Trump 45, to be known as a businessman turned TV star, a billionaire, and one who I would, I would surmise is trying to extend his profile, so to speak, and stretch out his wings a little more. Well, Cuban interviewed with the New York Daily News this past week, and he said he hasn't made up his mind yet, and he hasn't formed an exploratory committee to further go along with wanting to be president, and that he said it would take, in his mind, the circumstances would have to be right for him to run. But this is not one of those... I might, I might not type of things as it was with him in 2016, but he thinks he could be a viable candidate. And why? Well, it, it is in large part because of Donald Trump and the fact that here he had the ability to throw his hat in the ring, talk to a fan, uh, talk to a political base that felt as though they were unheard, and he summarily gets elected. Is Cuban seeing the same thing? Well, if he's running for presidency of this coming election cycle which would be next year he wouldn't run as a republican because well the republicans have their man no one is running against donald trump in the party no one and normally if a president is sitting in the white house generally there isn't any any i guess you could say volunteers to knock the incumbent off the perch now would he run in the more and more crowded democrat party we have Gillenbrand and Warren and Harris and Booker and Sanders. And those are the ones who have announced their candidacy. We haven't even talked about Clinton and Biden and Beto and possibly Abrams or Gillum. We haven't even gotten to the summer of 2019. We already know at least five, probably even more than that, candidates who are going to run for next year as the Democrat nominee for the presidency of the United States. No, Cuban is not going to run... As a Republican nor as a Democrat, he said he would run as an independent. Now, I will say this personally, that would make me happy from the standpoint of I do think the two parties, one is a little too liberal, one is a little too conservative, and they need to become a little more, a little more moderate. From that standpoint, I politically like it. From a does he have a chance standpoint, <laughs> he has none. I'll say this right now. The March 9th, 
2019 episode of Cold Sports, Mark Cuban does not stand a chance to become president of the United States. And yes, if that does happen almost two years from now, I will, the very next episode after that, come on and in and we'll set aside 10 minutes to say, President Cuban, I'm so sorry, because two years ago I said you didn't stand a chance and look at you now. You're swearing, you're being sworn in as we speak in being the president of the United States. I'm so sorry. Can I shake your hand? I will do that. It ain't happening because you need the machine behind you. And Cuban with the monetary machine, the monetary machine will get you to the door. The political machine gets you through the door. And unfortunately, the way things work now, you have to be a member of the Republican Party or a member of the Democrat Party for you to get through the door, no matter how much money you have. Look, just go back in history. H. Ross Perot back in 1992 when he tried to run uh, as president, then he ran as an independent. He got some traction, but let's be quite honest here. When you placed him with George H.W. Bush and Bill Clinton, you looked at Perot and you thought, oh man, he's like the grandpa that's sitting on the porch saying, Get off my lawn, Sonny. He had some great ideas, but he wasn't going to get taken seriously. And he got taken seriously by some people, but he didn't get taken seriously by most. And what happened? Well, they all split the vote and Clinton got his first of two presidential administrations. And that's the best example of an independent thus far. And there's others who have run as an independent, but have not gotten anywhere near as close as what Perot did. So the road is going to be tough for you, Cuban. You're not going to do well. And you may have ideas. And I know I've heard a couple of them. And your stance has been there's some things that are liberal that you like and there's some things that are conservative that you like. So I know that about you. What I also know about you is you also will speak your mind. As we knew in the earlier years of your ownership with the Mavericks and having and butting heads with the then commissioner, David Stern, and being fined at least once a month, and how critical you have been about refereeing, about the overall play on the court, about free agency, about salary cap. You have ideas about just about everything. So you do not lack opinions. You do not lack platform. And you certainly do not lack the ability to speak because you will speak. You know, like what you said a few years back about Trayvon Martin. And that invoking fear in you as you walk down the street, because if you saw a black kid in the hoodie, you would walk to the other side of the street just as quick as if you saw a skinhead. Oh, I remember that, Mr. Cuban. Yeah, that came out your mouth. Yes, that idiocy came out your mouth. So you running for the president of these United States, I would have to take a hard no on that. And you should take a hard no on that. No, nine, nine. Zero, zilch, pass. Don't even think about running, Cuban. You and your platform is are, are wonderful as an owner of the Mavericks. You look beautiful sitting in the front row watching your team either in the American Airlines arena or somewhere on the road, just high-fiving it with the fans. You're perfect there, and you're also perfect on Shark Tank. Oh, Shark Tank. I could imagine if you would have to go in front of the sharks and talk about your presidential bid. Next is the shark, Mark Cuban. T 
TV co-host of Shark Tank and is bidding for the presidency of the United States. He's asking for no money, but he's asking for your vote. Hi, Sharks. Well, today I'm here to show that I am a viable candidate for the presidency of the United States. Yeah, I, I really believe I can be that simply because, well, you got the dope in office right now in the White House. And I know I can run it better than he can because I'm a better businessman. I mean, <laughs> that chump has been on, that chump has filed for bankruptcy. I don't know how many times the next time I file for bankruptcy will be the first. So I know I could take care of America's money. <laughs> so we don't have to worry about me taking America's money. Now I will say this about about 45. The fact that he isn't taking a dime of the the presidential salary, I will do that too. I mean, I I'm I will save America money. I'm not in it for the money. I'm not in it for the fame. <clears throat> but <laughs> I I'm in it because I want to serve the American people. And so that's why I'm not asking for money. I'm just asking for your vote. So will you do that for me, Sharks? Wait, 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 wait. All right, Damon here. So so what are you going to do with black business? And are you going to do anything with reparations? Reparations? <laughs> Get out of here, man. Look, pull yourself up by the bootstraps like you did with FUBU. I mean... It, no handouts are going to be in the Cuban presidency. No, no, uh-uh. No, you, you build yourself up. You got many black business owners who built themselves up. That's what you do. Forget handouts. That's not happening here. Oh, you mean just like you're shaking a hand with a black boy with a hoodie? No, nah, that, that, that was taken out of context. No, it was not taken out of context, Mark. That came out your big fat mouth. Anyway, continue your bid. Well, as I was saying, look, black people, pull yourself up by the bootstraps. As far as reparations, look, slavery's been done 150 years. What makes you think that you deserve anything? Uh, well, because the Japanese have gotten reparations. Um, 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 I'll, I'll refer that to my advisor. Any more questions? Yeah, Mr. Wonderful here. Uh... Since I'm a Canadian, are you going to tighten the borders like President Trump is doing? Or are you going to have a more relaxed version of, of, of immigration? What's your take? Well, I'm glad you asked that, Kevin. My take is simple. I, look, I have nothing with foreign players in, in the game. I mean, just look at my team. Look at my team. I, I, I had a Hall of Fame to be player on my team over 20 years. And now I have a new player who is coming up in, in Luka Doncic. So when it comes to foreign players, I had those two, then Steve Nash, amongst others, J.G. Barea. I mean, I believe in opening the borders to everybody. Yeah, 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 Mark. We understand that. But do you believe in legally or illegally coming through the process of it all? 
well, I haven't really come to a conclusion with that yet. I just know with my team, I, I, I like, look, all you need to do is know how to play. The, the ring card stuff we'll take care of, but I'll take that up with my advisor. Uh, Lori? Yes, Mark. So, what are you going to do with taxes? Uh, are you going to help the businesses or hurt them? Uh, clarify, what do you mean? Well, I mean, you say you're a businessman. Normally, with businesses, you try not to regulate them so much so that they can help the business flourish. Because if you were to regulate like Democrats normally do, then you tend to bog them down. So what is your stance on businesses? Well, since I own businesses myself, of course, I'm going to help businesses out. You know, uh, I am probably am going to give tax breaks to businesses. I mean, I, I've profited from them. So why shouldn't another business profit from them? Uh, good. Thank you. Any other? Oh, all right, Barbara. What are you going to do with senior citizens? I got to know this one. What do you mean what I'm going to do with senior citizens? I'm just going to throw them out in South Florida and then forget about them. I mean, y'all want warm weather. Y'all want to be like the Golden Girls. Why don't you just do that? Thank you. Well, that's my platform. And all I got to ask is, can I get your votes? Well, Barbara here and I'll start. You know, you say that... (laughs) You say that you, you're, you're for the, the black man pulling out by the bootstraps being self-reliant and, and loose on immigration, but you're hard on seeing citizens, so on that reason, I'm out. Now, you said that you would actually be good with businesses. That's good. The bad news is the rest of the stuff I don't like. And I quite frankly don't like you anyway. So for that reason, I should say for those reasons, I'm out. Look, the way that you are so nonchalant about black people, I, I'm not liking, man. Because you don't really care. You, you just want the office. I'm just going to be straight up 100 with you. You just want to sit in the office and just be high off the hog. Well, you know what? Not on my watch. <laughs> I'm out. Oh, Lord, no. And that leaves me. Mr. Wonderful, and I have a deal for you. Yeah, here's the deal. You will get my vote as the president of the United States, but you will have to put me on as your vice president. What do you say? Yeah, I have a counter offer for you, uh, Kevin. Yeah, how about I deport you back to Canada and I still run for the United States? Oh, I'm so sorry. (laughs) You're dead to me. Be gone. I'm out.
tuned into the classiest sports show on the planet. Cool Sports! From the vault, a look back at a key moment in sports history. March 9th, 2002. Joe Sakic became a member of an elite club as he played in his 1,000th game when the Colorado Avalanche took the ice against the Los Angeles Kings. In his 14th season, Sakic started with the team formerly known as the Quebec Nordiques. And as the team moved, so did he, and he has been a member of the same franchise ever since. The Avalanche gave him a silver stick for the honor as he has become the 34th player in NHL history to appear in 1,000 games with the same organization. Joe Sakic plays in his 1,000th game with the Avalanche on this date in 2002. From the Vault, brought to you by Cole Sports. Johnson here. Cut that music. Don't of the week. Don't of the week. It is sponsored by nobody, but we still are going to give it to you straight with no chaser. The winner of this episode's Dota of the Week is. Boston Red Sox pitcher Stephen Wright. No, 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 no. Not the 80s comedian Stephen Wright. No. No. Pitcher. Why is he being suspended? Well, the Major League Baseball Commissioner's Office announced earlier this week that the knuckleballer tested positive for growth hormone releasing peptide 2. Now, that's the fancy drug he took. What does that mean? Well, it means that he took a performance-enhancing drug or substance. (sighs) That's a no-no. That's a no-no. The Players Association made this announcement clear on behalf of Mr. Wright. The The Players Association released a statement on behalf of Mr. Wright, and the words they used were shocked, and they said that he 
intentionally didn't ingest anything for performance enhancing purposes. Well, that may not be true, but the 34 year old needed to probably have some type of enhancement because he reaggravated a knee injury that plagued him throughout last year. And he did well. I mean, 16 relief appearances, 2.680 ERA, and he pitched a game in the divisional series. And then after, of course, the Red Sox won the World Series, he had arthroscopic knee surgery the next month, and he hasn't thrown on the mound yet since. Now, he has violated this policy before, back in 2016, when he served a 15-game ban at the beginning of the 2018 season. What knuckleballer needs to have any performance enhancing drug please name me which one i i don't i don't get it i i I don't get why i don't get why you players get to this point where you feel as though that you are so bulletproof that you can take anything and not get caught i don't i help me out here because i know I know Major League Baseball, National Football League, National Hockey League, National Basketball Association. I know that you all have people in your own organization, let alone the governing bodies of these leagues, hand down a paper that says these drugs and substances you cannot take. If you do, you will be suspended. I know they hand this down to you every single year because the list I know has to change because... as, as advances in athletics happen, I'm sure there's advances in medicine that happens. And I'm sure there are other drugs that are more illicit that you didn't catch, say, in 1995, that you catch now, almost 25 years later. So I'm sure the list changes. It's an ongoing list. You receive it every year, yet we still see these players want to take that little edge. Why? And you're a knuckleballer. I could see if you were a flamethrower like a Roger Clemens was or a stopper like a Roberto Osuna. I could see that you're a knuckleballer. If anything, your arm would be the, 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 the issue, not your, not your knee. All right. So I also get why, why players take steroids. I get it too. I mean, you're supposed to take it because it, or in GHPs, uh, you take it because it helps you heal faster. Okay. Yes, it helps you heal faster, but as you've seen with steroids in the past decades, you can heal faster and recover quicker from workouts, but the long-term devastation is severe. Take the wrestler superstar Billy Graham for instance. He looked like a he looked like a, one of those chiseled Greek gods in the in the late 70s. Now, 40 years later, he's a shell of himself as things right and left are falling off the man's body. So you want to risk your overall health just so you can throw that pitch just a little bit faster or make the torque just a little bit more so you can get that nagging injury gone quicker or faster. Why are you doing major league health damage to yourself? Why? Why? What is the point? I, I just It just boggles my mind how you have these players who just simply have a disregard for their health. All for the sake of the W. Well, congratulations, right? Your team, your team is the defending world champs. You have your ring. Good. Now, can you be able to walk with your son or daughter in 10 years? Or would they have to visit you in the hospital bed because your kidney is failing? Think long term. Don't think short term. And I'm sure there are drugs out there now that you could take that are legal that could help you recover faster. 
and you don't have to take growth hormone pills to do so. I think what gets me is this is a knuckleball pitcher who is needing it for his knee, not his arm, his knee. And you've dabbled in it before on top of it. Well, good. I'm glad you, I'm glad that you got your ring and I'm glad Major League Baseball is saying, okay, well, yeah, you've done this before. 80 games is what you get this time. So you'll miss half of this year. You'll miss half of a year because you felt the need to take GHPs. Mm. Players don't want to learn. They, they, they really don't want to learn. They just want to say, okay, slap me on the wrist. Okay, good. Back out and I'm going to do the same thing. Because it's like what Jim Rome has said, and I, I love this phrase because it just fits, especially baseball. Quote, if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And it's not cheating unless and until you get caught. Close quote. And I really cannot say it any better than that. When I come back, the rape culture turned on its ear. Hmm. Upon further review, Perfect. it's next. The Don't of the Month for February 2019 is on Patreon.com forward slash Cold Sports with a Z. Thank you, VIP. Coming up on the next week's and next installment's Cold Sports, we're going to talk about the Golden State Warriors and their possible collapse. Wait, 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 wait. The playoffs are a month away. Why are we talking about the team collapsing now? I'll go in detail about that. Of course, we're going to dive into the waters of March Madness beginning. Have your dole of the week. Put another subject upon further review. And we might have a Champions Personified edition of Cold Sports along with it. That's for next week. Tune in to that. I know you're going to enjoy that episode. But that's for later. For now. Just dealing with the issue of players being accused of rape and the accusers getting off scot-free when the rape claim has been deemed fraudulent. I'm sensing a problem and a theme here because of it. And the reason why I, I, I want to talk about this is this is happening more and more now and it's scaring me into thinking that there is some sort of plot that's being hatched and help me in deliberating this subject matter as I talk through it all in upon further review.
earlier this week, Baylor's Sean Oakman, who was a strong NFL prospect, was ruined of going to the next level because of a rape charge. And there was a trial that was being held in Waco about it. And a woman said that she was raped, testifying in that trial earlier that she was drinking and was intoxicated when Sean Oakman approached her and then allegedly assaulted her. Now, she said that she wanted Oakman to leave his duplex. So she said that she wanted to leave Oakman's duplex, but wouldn't allow it. Now, on the other end, Oakman said that, wait a minute, this was consensual. They wanted we wanted to be together and this was consensual. That's that is Oakman's claim. And the jury found him to be right as he was acquitted. Now, the career leader in quarterback sacks had a career that just basically was all shot because of this claim. And you have to understand, Baylor had a culture of this, a culture so pervasive and so bad. A coach was fired and the and the athletic director, Ken Starr. Yes, the same Ken Starr who tried to prosecute President Clinton's claim. He had to be released, too. So the culture was that pervasive. So seeing this seeing this case and having people say that, well, in this particular case, it wasn't proven that the woman lied. I was like, okay, I'll grant you that. Didn't say the woman lied, but a jury found Ogman's claim that they had consensual sex to be more in right standing than her saying that she was assaulted. Then it got me to thinking, uh, what about the former 49ers, now current Washington NFL franchise's linebacker, Ruben Foster? Now, he faced a single misdemeanor count of domestic battery in an alleged altercation with then, well, might be dating her still. On again, off again, girlfriend, Elisa Ennis, this past November. Now, mind you, last year, I'll just say earlier this year, earlier last year, Foster was trying to beat allegations from the same woman of the same thing. And, you know, and Ennis said that Foster pushed her in the chest and slapped her with open hand, but the charges had been dropped. Here, here's the thing about this. It, it's horrible. It's horrible that you have people who want to damage another person's credibility by a false claim. But in this case with Foster, I look at him and I love the terminology that Stephen E. Smith said as a new fool you knew that this woman threw these charges on you one time before you go back with her and she throws the same charge again at you not even a year later as my father would as my father would say yes son you're cruising for a bruising so i said okay that wasn't strong enough to really talk about what i want to discuss here but i found a case which is say hello to former falcons linebacker brian banks so back in 2002 one at a Gibson, and she was then 15, accused Banks of raping her then. Now, before all these charges were levied on him, Banks was a star middle linebacker at Long Beach Polytech- Polytechnic, verbally committed to a full scholarship at USC, but all of that went to pieces because he spent five years in jail and then spent five years on parole when he was mandated to register as a sex offender. And that was before all the charges were cleared off his books and exonerated in 2012 now gibson was awarded for her quote i'm sorry gibson was awarded seven hundred fifty thousand dollars for her quote pain and suffering close quote but she had to return that the attorney's fees interest that built on it and one more million dollars in punitive damages now banks cleared of all charges signed with the falcons back in april six years ago all in all, Gibson had to pay over two and a half million dollars. But it got me to thinking if accusers are going to freely, falsely accuse 
a player of a charge like that and a player has proven that he didn't rape or sexually assault or domestically violate or assault the woman the woman levying the claim shouldn't that player get any type of compensation because his career let alone his life is ruined because of a lie because of a false claim and shouldn't that woman be imprisoned because she perjured and why aren't we seeing more perjury charges or or cases or trials of women who falsely accuse men of rape before i continue no this isn't a woman bashing type of thing no cold sports firmly believes if a man mishandles his ability and his responsibility as a man to protect a woman because that's what his strength is supposed to be built to do then the man should be thrown in jail quick fast and hurry no ifs ands or buts if i were to do that i should be thrown in jail no questions about it so no this isn't a this isn't an all men need to be all all men need to stand together in solidarity type of take no this is for the the cases which i have laid out three of them where women will throw out that yeah this person raped me but as it all played out the truth came out and they weren't raped what happens to the player and what happens to the false accuser that's where i'm coming here should there be compensation for the player who had his trajectory just stopped because of a lie should there be damages paid to him because of a woman saying uh yeah you didn't do right by me at a night party or in a relationship or in an offhand meeting just those thoughts because i'm seeing more and more of these claims happening and it's alarming me more and more as i think about it these men don't need they don't need to be handicapped any further than they already are They need all the opportunity they can get so they could set their family up for life, not falsely make them criminals in an act they did not perform. So what does that leave us? And I know I have actually heard stories from guys I know that played in college that said, "Okay, there's a sex culture and a rape culture. You have to watch yourself out for because you got you got women out here who will lie on you, who will scheme on you. I've heard this from players myself it's an alarming thing when you think about it hopefully we can come to an understanding where if a woman were to falsely accuse someone of such a horrendous act that they won't be so forward to do so if they realize that the lie that they're going to perpetuate once once the trial happens will result for them in jail time rape is too serious too serious to lie about don't lie don't lie don't lie about that because you're going to ruin your life as well as another person's life. Now, if you're taken advantage of, no question, fight for your right. But if you're doing it to spite the guy, don't. Because it's not worth trying to ruin his life. So that you can feel justified in going about yours. That's not right for anybody. If you happen to like this episode or any episode that you have heard thus far, the subscribe button is waiting for you to click. Click it and go and subscribe to ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You want to save with your chest? You want to join the Cold Sports VIP room? You want to hear this voice on your product? 
You want to hear the past guest experiences that I've had? Or do you want to join the new VIP Patreon page to get exclusive content only from Cold Sports? All you have to do is go onto ColdSportsWithAZ.com. That's ColdSportsWithAZ.com. You can check out me and all of this brand in its splendor on ColdSportsWithAZ.com. And I ask only for three simple things. Three. Love your neighbors yourself and love yourself with your own heart, mind, and spirit. Tell a friend to tell a friend about this particular program and enjoy the content. For the Intelligent Sportsman, I am Cole Johnson. And this is... You've been listening to Cole Sports with Cole Johnson.